It's your guy Uncensored, giving you the best footballing lesson outside of a one-to-one with Alex Ferguson. Before we start, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss out on all our great content. Yo. Yeah, what's going on, bro? It's been a while, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's been a hot minute still, man. This international break is, is, is yeah, it, it gets me sometimes. I can't, I, I'm not going to lie, I can't stand it, to be honest. It's, it's slightly unnecessary, isn't it? Yeah, it's not, it's not, apart from World Cups and Euros, I'm not interested in the qualification bit. You can try just up as you like. I don't care. Whoever gets there, gets there. Well, it's not even whoever gets there. I just think, I think you'd almost like just say the best teams get there and the rest of the teams, they can have their own competition. Yeah. I, do you know what? I wouldn't even mind if it was just, you know what, countries of history who have got a, a, a history of playing in tournaments and winning them or whatever, you, you're pre-selected. You go there automatically because that's the countries you care about. And then everyone else, you play your little tournaments between you. Have these little break weekends where it's just a week off. So these like two weeks, and then yeah, just just stop trying to kill us with this international in- tournaments that no one really cares about. Yeah, because I doubt anybody cared that Scotland beat San Marino six 0 Nah. Who who gives the monkeys on that one? No one cares. I don't think the Scottish people care. I mean, that's that's the levels. Like, no, even the best game was what um, Spain versus Sweden, right? And it was one all. But in the end, who cares? Yeah. I'm watching it. Like, I don't really care that you drew one all with Scott, um, Sweden and Spain. It, but if it was in the Euros or World Cup, it, it's a bigger game. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess that was the whole, the whole point of that, like kind of dead cop, no, not so dead competition. You know the competition they had. It's last dead, year. it's dead. Don't, don't, don't. You know, yeah, I know, but you know, like, at least that way, it was a little bit better because you had teams of a certain caliber playing each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like then at least it was worth it a little bit. But yeah. like when you're playing them, the minnows, there's coming. There's no point. It's like the Europa early rounds. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, they, they they got to sort it out. I know they're trying to be all inclusive, but they've got to get to a stage where the quality is of a high enough level. Yeah, to warrant it. But hey, it's October, so it's Black History Month. So yes, Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. But you know, you know, um, I thought we have, we have to talk about something. When what what else can we talk about? That's not obviously not in the news at the moment, but on a lighter note. And I thought, who is your favourite black player of all time? Now, that's a, that's a tough one because there's many a mix. It, it's, we, have to put, um, we, have, we have to put some rules around this. When we say black, we're meaning all shades of black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so let's, let's get clarify that. Um, and yeah, other than that, everything's open. All right. So obviously... I got the I got the email said Black History Month, so I'm going to tell you who my best my my most my favorite black player is yeah, mm. but I would also just like to kind of I was as I was looking at Black History I said You're shout out a couple, no yeah I, I said let me look at England for example yeah who are the I wanted to look at the most capped black players for England yeah, yeah? just to see who they were, and I'll give you the top ten quickly yeah yeah. So you got Ashley Cole with yep. 107 caps. Number one. Rio Ferdinand with 81. Yep. Shout out Rio. Johnny Barnes, 79. Yep. Sol Campbell had 73. Yep. 
Then it came to the big man, Emil Heskey, with 62. But I remember them times, like, him, Michael Owen and that, they had a little partnership. So I, that made sense. Do you know what? With Heskey, you know, people have to give him a little bit more credit. I just saw his 100. He's got a few crackers with his left foot for somebody yeah, who didn't even score goals. That's what I'm saying. It's mad because you remember back in the day, it was like Emil Heskey and Owen. And Emil Heskey, they just used him like he was a link-up man. He was the man that just gave Michael yeah, assists. You, you just set Michael Owen up. Yeah. But he mm. did score goals. Mm. No, he scored goals. But gone. Sorry to distract. Um, then it was Des Walker with 59. Des, you'll never get past Des Walker. I remember Yeah, this. and then then it was like JD, Jermaine Defoe came in at 57. And I thought, again, I thought he should have got more caps than he did. Yeah, should have done. And then magically, well, not magically, then surprisingly, it came up with Raheem Sterling with 55. Wow, okay. Which then led me to believe, like, how old is Raheem now? He must be, what, 26? 26. Five? Yeah, so then I was thinking to myself, could Raheem get more than Ashley Cole? Nah. You don't reckon he can get more than 50 caps in the next? Nah. I don't know, like, because I'm trying to look at the importance of Raheem at the moment, yeah, in the sense of, like, him within that England team. And I feel like... my, my, My issue is not with... My my issue is not with um, importance; it's just his uh, genetic makeup. He's an explosive player. He's gonna pull. He's he's gonna get injuries at some point. Where, I mean, Ashiko was unbelievably lucky not to get injured at all, majorly over his career. But that, they're few and far between. I just see him pulling up with hamstring injuries as he gets into his later twenties. When he gets to that twenty seven, twenty eight, and he hits that first injury. Yeah, he won't be able to play that that much. Well, I hope not. I'd, I'd like to see. I, you know, I hope not. Yeah. I don't wish injury on anyone, but it's just, quite, I'm, I'm just looking at it as a guarantee. Yeah, I thought it'd be quite it refreshing happened. if he if he did make like the top five, for example. Do you know what I mean, if he did get over, mm. I don't know, seventy odd caps, I thought it'd be quite. Do you know what I mean, as a Jamaican that's yeah. come over here, do you know what I mean, I, well, the same as Johnny Barnes, I guess. But I thought that was quite good. Do you know what I mean? And then I think you've got kind of like you've got Glenn Johnson. Paul Lintz, David James, all around 54, 53 caps. I just thought to myself, obviously, none of them ain't my favourite player. But I thought, okay, mm. that's like a decent top 10 in the sense of, like, who have played for England or represented England. Like, obviously, because we're, we're, we we live in England. Some of yeah. them, I felt, probably should have got more caps. I look at Paul Ince, Jermaine Defoe. Like, there's a few of them that I thought, like, would have, I think, if they'd been able to establish themselves. And the one who almost is one of my favourite players that isn't on that list is righty and I really quite disappointed that he didn't get as many caps I had to be fair I don't know how many caps he did get but I was a bit disappointed that righty wasn't on like the top 20 list kind of thing because I, I, I think his caps are around about the 20 to yeah, 30 bracket but I I think you're right he should have got more caps but he was in an era where it was there was one star guy, and it was how do we make him look good? Yeah, yeah. And that's where I mean it was all about Alan Shearer, and it was about somebody supplying him. Yeah, and they and they, and they picked him from very early because he he was picked from when he was twenty one to be that next mm. guy, and they made it very clear this is going to be the guy. Everyone else was. Playing second fiddle. 
So, because you you could think, because but um, there was a lot of competition back. Yeah, then yeah, he was. He, he had he had Les Ferdinand, he had Andy Cole, yeah, he had Les Ferdinand, you, Teddy you had Sheridan, Andy yeah. Cole, Teddy Sheridan. He had the back end of Pete, Peter Beersley. Yeah. He had Robbie Fowler. Like there was a, the, the, even the the the, um, the Leeds boys, the uh, Michael Bridges. Yeah, yeah. There a few decent players who could have had a shout for an England career, but the the, the competition was thick. It was. It was. It wasn't like we have here now, where we got Harry Kane and yeah, we got Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, we got Harry Kane. Got... Shout out, to, shout out, Tammy. I know you're there, bro. We got a couple of boys that can play wide, isn't it? That's what it is. Like you got yeah, a couple of players, but, but you get me. That yeah, yeah. Forwards, but it's the wide end. It's wide there. Yeah, you're coming on as a sub. I'm thinking you're coming on for Harry Kane. No, no, no. You're coming on to play yeah. wide. You're like you're not wide, man. It's, but. It is what it is. But go on, let me not, not just yeah, sorry. So that, yeah, from they, your, they, from for me, list. that was like I said, that, I thought that'd be interesting just to kind of let listeners know who were the top 10 black players, what have you. Um, yeah. From an Arsenal point of view, you've got to go with the man Thierry Henry. Like, I just think as a player, what he did was magical certain time. Like, I still remember the day he spun... Um, Oh shake! What is that man's name? Who's the Liverpool? Who's the commentator on Sky Sports? Jamie Carragher. Carragher. Jamie Carragher. When he spun him and he ran off the pitch and ran back on the pitch, I said, "Nah, he's special." And I looked, and I still look, and I go back to some of Henri's goals that he scored, and I look back, I look at his current team, yeah. and I'm like, "There's no one, there is no one in the Premier League that bangs goals like that anymore." Like from no. outside of the box, outside mm. of the fort, like. Nah, I, I can't. I don't see anyone that does that anymore on a regular basis. Um, I'm trying to think. Don't know, I mean, people. Uh, he's not my favorite player, but I have, I'm playing devil advocate. I have to mention. They'll probably say somebody like Salah. That's what they'll probably yeah, say. I, I, no, but I don't. Mo Salah. Mane. Okay, Mo Salah at pace. Mo Salah and Mane, I think, at pace, 110. percent But Salah doesn't have much control at all. Where I think Henri did have control. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not advocating yeah, 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 for them yeah. to be included, but I'm just saying that that's. Yeah, just, I guess I, I got. I got. Yeah, pace they're the closest, but I had to put Henri mm. aside because that's my Arsenal bias, and the actual black player that I actually enjoyed the most was Ronaldinho. Ooh, good. And you shot. know what it was okay. Ronaldinho. If you ever go back and watch Ronaldinho play, yeah, or even like highlights of him, he just yeah. makes you smile. You know, like, I watch Ronaldinho and he just genuinely looks happy playing football. Everything he did, yeah. he with a smile on his face, with his little teeth and all that. And, like, he, to me, just embodied, like, the joy of football. To be fair, he ha- he has given me one of my favourite moments of all time was that step over he did on Ashley Cole. And if listeners out there don't know that, Google Brazil versus England in the 20... 20- uh, 2002 yeah, World yeah. Cup, I think it was, and um, Brazil, um, was it Rivaldo who scored the equaliser, and his step over on Ashley Cole almost broke Ashley Cole's legs. He stumbles, he trips, he falls over his lip. He's missing. Like it's the best step over you'll ever see, ever executed. It was, it was a hundred percent where you throw the person off. It was there. He, he, ah, oh, that was one of my favorite tricks or 
moments of, of a football game ever. Because that's what I'm saying. It's rare that you see that. Because obviously, you see it in basketball all the time. They call it you're breaking your you, you break his ankles, yeah? Yeah, but yeah. But I love yeah. when a man can do it in football and you're, you, you, are, you literally are gone. You want to you wanna stand up, but gone. you can't. Your legs are just jelly underneath you. He sent it to the shop and he just never came back. He 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 was he was like that step over. I'm telling you, Google it. If you Google it just on some sentimental stuff, and then you'll just you'll start laughing. Because if you watch Ashley Cole, just watch Ashley Cole's reaction to the whole movie. He doesn't know what has happened to him. He he's going one way, then he's going the next way, and he doesn't know where the ball is, doesn't know where the player is. And as you said, one of the was just laughing as he runs past him. And he sets up Rivaldo with a lovely left foot finish and it's one one. Yeah, that yeah, that was amazing. But for him, I think no, he, yeah, I think I, I, my thing. He's my my number one player, just in the sense of from from my perspective of me growing up to watch him play, like me being around yeah. when he's playing. You know, like I could have spoken about Pele, but to be honest, I didn't really see Pele play. You, you know, the ones that like yeah. I can only yeah. hear about yeah. him. I read about him. I've watched videos, but even watching yeah. Ronaldinho, do you remember that Nike advert? Well, yeah, we kept the hit yeah, across oh, that that one, and there's the other one where it was uh, what was that? There was like all of them, and the ball was in the there was in the change rooms, and they do they all doing kick ups. Yeah, like yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I just said, nah, this guy, yeah, for me he was different gravy. It's a shame, obviously, he didn't continue playing football. He went back to Brazil, and obviously life got the better of him, whether it be drugs, whether it be money, that kind of stuff. But again. It's all above, isn't it? He just got it. He just, he didn't, he, he, he enjoyed yeah, life. That's what he, was, he lived his best he life. He life. And yeah. I guess when, when you're coming from one of those kind of towns or your village or whatever it is, and in one aspect, you're supporting, not a nation, but you're supporting more than just you, your closest friends, you know what I mean? Your closest family. Like, I think there's a bit mm. of a big, big expectation if you see, especially on those, a lot of those South American players or even some of those players from Africa and all the rest of it. But for me, I thought, yeah, he embodied Black history and with a football with a smile on your face. Okay, okay. Well, as you've done the same, I'd have to give a couple shout outs to a couple of players. Because uh, my one, my one was hard actually. I, I, I was really struggling. Obviously, first influence has to be John Barnes mm. because growing up, that was the only black player I knew. Yeah. Of in terms of he's a, he's a football player. That, Everyone knows and everyone respects. There was there was many a, foot, a black football player at the time, but they weren't as high profile as as um, John Barnes. He had uh, obviously Rowcastle was at Arsenal, yeah. but he's at Arsenal. And then um, and then you've got there was a couple of others. There was like people like who else was there? There was um like the, uh, um some the Aston Villa guy. There was a guy at Aston Villa um, who was lightning quick. But he was wasn't very good, but he was just very quick. Um, short, uh, I think it was a Sean Daly or something like that, something along those lines. Aston Villa fans, if you know his name, please hit me up and let me know because it's going to bug me. Um, but yeah, so there's a few. John Barnes was my early influence, and especially when my one of my good friends met him on the first day of secondary school. He had the um, the Liverpool candy kit. You remember the yep. Liverpool candy kit with with a little specks of white in it? Yeah. yeah. He had he had that, and I just looked at him. I went, "Wow, who are you?" Because I'm John Barnes, and he was left footed as well. And I was, that just sticks with me to, to this day. And I always talk to him about it. Right. So yeah, John Barnes, heavy influence on me. Um, then I have to go to uh, my next big influence has to be Roger Miller. Yeah, Roger Miller, 1994 was it 94? 1990 World Cup. Sorry, 
when Cameroon came to the World Cup, everyone looked at them like a what's this African country doing in the World Cup? They're not gonna do nothing. And when they brushed aside Argentina like there was nothing, and they brushed around, they almost looked like they were almost gonna on to win that tournament until they bumped into England, and then England just out savvied them basically, and just Gary Lineker and his couple of penalties, and the game was over. But him, he transformed African uh, perception of football in terms of what players. There are players in Africa who can play football just as just as well. So that him shout out to Roger Miller. Then I was I was I was torn, 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 torn between these two guys, and I still, as I'm talking to you, can't decide between them, and I'm I'm struggling. So the first one. His name is synonymous with football. Well, both of their names are synonymous with football. But okay, no, I've decided. I've decided. But if, so the next shout out goes to um, Ronaldo. Yeah, the Brazilian Ronaldo. Original. Now he, the original Ronaldo. He he transformed football as a, as a player. Everybody, he literally was what Messi is today for players. Everyone wanted to be him without a shadow of a doubt, everyone stopped to watch what he would do next. He had a season where it was, he scored, what, 48 goals in 49 games, which was, back then was unheard yeah. of. And he did it almost on his own. There was no, he was at Barcelona, but he was literally, there was no Xavi and Iniesta passing the ball. He was getting a ball from the halfway line and scoring by himself. Yeah. Literally one-handedly, he was a phenom. Without a shadow of a doubt, he was, for me, he's still one of my favourite players. Probably the... I still rate him higher than Messi and Ronaldo, the new Ronaldo. Now, only because he just... He did he did what they did with a smile on his face. And if it weren't for injuries, he would have done more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I had a little side bet on him to win the World Cup for Brazil. And he, he won me some money. So I have to give him a shout out for that as well. So, yeah. The Phenom, again, shout out to him. Great player, unbelievable talent. He he he's the first one to be a striker who could run at pace and have skills. He almost had all. He was the original, <laughs> say original Ronaldo, but he was Ronaldo before this current Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Running at pace, scoring goals, can do everything with the ball. Um, even when he was fat, he was unreal. He could still do a step over where he'll drop the goalkeeper on his backside and and run round it. And I'm like, but you're fat and you're still doing it. Guys, unreal. Again, YouTube generation, YouTube Ronaldo, and just watch some of his goals and you'll then understand why I rate him so highly. But that takes me to my guy that just about pips him. And I'm thinking he's pipping him just for what he's done on beyond after football. And I have to go to my, my, my guy, George Weir. Mm. George Weir he again changed the landscape of football for the whole continent of Africa and black players in the whole. He was there in Milan where it was unheard of of a striker like that scoring that many goals per season. I think they came from having when they had Van Basten beforehand and he was going in there to, they were like, oh, well, you got good luck in trying to replace Van Basten. He went in there 
and he scored again one of the best goals you'll ever score. He scored a goal from his own area. He runs with the ball all the way through the pitch, beats about four or five guys and scores. Another another phenomenal player, but I he edges it not on talent because Ronaldo is more talented than him, but he's gone on to be president of his country. So I can't I can't not give it to him just for that. So he's my favorite black player of all time. I think. Yeah, yeah, and he's good friends with Arsene Wenger, and he's good friends with Arsene Wenger. So you know, and no, do you know what I like about him as well? His humbleness because he wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah, he worked. He worked unbelievably hard on the, on what he was good was good at, and got obviously to the levels he got to. But then when he won World Player of the Year, the person who told him and showed him that he could do it was Arsene Wenger, yeah. and he brought him along to that ceremony. He said, "I've only winning this because of you," and it showed that. It's not. He wasn't all about his ego. He yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't there sitting there going, "I'm the best player in the world." He was like, "No, nah, this this guy's maybe the best player in the world." I didn't know I could be this good. He told. He showed me how to be this good. Yeah. So, for that, George Ware has to be my favorite player. But there's loads of black players that will go down in history as, as you like in different periods, like Rocaster, for example. Yeah. Everyone, everyone likes Rocky Rocaster Arsenal. Um, I can't. I'm, as Dale's not here, I can't think of it. Um, I mean, well, there was so well, Campbell, but and it was well. To be fair, I think I think he's one of my cousins as well. But um, no, what was who's my man? He's on BBC. I know he wasn't a world beater, but I know he's one of the early black players at Spurs. To be honest, um, who's that? Oh shit! Oh, what is his name? He works on BBC, but he's never matched a day or nothing. He used to be oh, on... Garth Crooks. Garth Crooks. Garth Crooks. Yeah, he, he, to be fair, he's a bit, he's a legend in the game. Yeah, no, so I mean, like he does... he's, a, he's a legend in the game. You gotta give him his his credit where it's true. Uh, also, Ledley King will probably become up there oh, as one of his favorite players. Come on, I think if Ledley didn't get injuries, if he didn't get injuries yeah. towards the end, like I think he'd definitely be up there. I think he's definitely you know a what? Tottenham legend. Do you know what you say? You say that towards the end, but. He was he was injured from his debut. Yeah, but he, he, he wrote in his book. I read his book. He, oh, oh no, he's not his book. He had an interview and he said it. He got injured in his debut, and his knee was never ever the same again after that. So wow. he was always destined to have problems yeah, from yeah. his first game. He was never ever fit. So that way, I can't. You know, he he, he was unbelievable for what he had. Yeah, yeah in terms of issues I mean, he had. Don't turn like you know, don't go to training. No, he's only like he didn't go training. He comes to training, he might just watch, he might not play, go and do a bit of gym work, come on the last Friday, like for a little warm-up session or whatever, like just to know the tactics. Play Saturday, play full 90. Like one of the best defend one of the best players on the pitch. Yeah. And then obviously he takes a little bit more time to recover. But like the fact that he did that for a couple of years, it's unbelievable. Even I remember when Terry said what, they asked him, "Well, who's the hardest defender you play against?" And he went, "Leddy King." Yeah, was like, and everyone was like, "What?" And it real or John Terry goes, "No, because this guy, he will just run up to you and just take the ball off you." Yeah, and he, he and, so, and, and then that's what made me look at defenders differently. He was like, "They don't. He's, he's, not, he's not sliding. He's not fouling me. He wouldn't even touch me. He'll just take the ball off me." Yeah. And I didn't understand. And obviously, this was Terry at his prime or near enough his prime. He's like, "As this." Guy just coming in and taking the ball if he goes his hardest games was against him, so obviously shows the t- the talent that he did have there. Yeah, but move, moving on to current issues, and I've got a little bit of a beef with um with all this um Bulgaria stuff. 
Right. And I, and I, there's, there's lots being said in the media about how what's going on in Bulgaria is so disgusting, which it is. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it, 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 it's right. Um, and how they should be banned. And even Stoichkov, um, the Bulgarian legend, was crying on TV today saying his country deserves a ban. And, I, and I've, I've been on, on, our, on our platform before say, stating that I, yeah. they, should ban, they should ban countries. Make, make, make a statement and ban them. And then I was listening to Sky Sports and I saw um, Clinton Morrison and he was like saying they should ban them. This, this rule about these three-step rule thing to, um, before you eject the game that's cancelled is a nonsense. Because if you're at work and if somebody's racially abused at work or abused in any form at work these days, you're getting disciplined ASAP. There's no second chance. There's no third chance. This was his comment. There's no if you're if you abuse somebody on, the, on those levels, there is no second, third chances. There's no warning, second chance, third chance. Okay, you're out of it. If you get found guilty of uh, uh, racially abusing somebody at work, you're more than likely gone. It's 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 a proven that it becomes difficult. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But so I thought, okay, this, this is what he wants. So I'm like, fair enough. This is what you, you want them to ban the country. So my issue is then, does that count for then when it happens? Oh no, sorry. Before I go into that, so when they said they, they said, um, uh, I think one of the one of the coaches said to Raheem Sterling that um, uh, racism is just as bad in your country, and he went, I don't think so, which is true. It's not. It's not. It's not the same, but it is there. Now, if you're if we're banning countries from tournaments, does that mean we ban Chelsea from the from the Premier League? Does they get relegated? Because when they racially abused um, Sterling, I didn't hear people clamour and say Chelsea should be banned and and relegated into the um, Championship for what they did. But that's equivalent to what they're asking for Bulgaria to receive. So I, I see a little double standard here, and for me, it comes from the fact that. The Premier League pays some of these pundits money, or they they they, they have allegiances there. If you're asked to ban Bulgaria, you got to ask to ban any any country or club yeah. that gets found guilty. If you if their fans they're saying their fans need to be responsible, you need to make an example. Okay, cool. Then if it's Tottenham, if it's Arsenal, if it's um, if it's Liverpool, if it's Manchester United, ban them too, relegate them too. But will they? Hell no. That's not no, what but- happened. No, but that's because but, think... but they will, they will think about banning Bulgaria because easy. Who's a, who's who in the world is going to kick up a fuss about Bulgaria being kicked out of the Euros? There's no sponsors going to be like, I need to see Bulgaria there because they spend they or their country buy a lot of Coca-Cola um, bottles. But if you ban Man United from the um, Premier League, you do know that there's going to be sponsors saying, what the hell are you doing? I'm taking my money back because I didn't sign up for this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. I, I, What's your thoughts? I believe that. I, I agree with you. But I also think the reason why so many pundits are saying it is because it's part of that agenda. So if we don't, if we talk about Bulgaria and what's happened in Bulgaria, what we do is we take the shine off what's happening in our own back door. Because we now take we our back garden, we talk about other stuff, we talk about other things. So now that becomes the highlight. You see what I'm saying? So let's talk yeah. about Bulgaria. 
Because what we're not going to do is we're not going to talk about a what happens at Chelsea, or we're not going to talk about what happens at what any other grounding with. I mean, whatever ground in the league, Premier League, yeah, or even in the Championship, or or in going down as far as like the conference and all that kind of stuff. I always hear like mm-hmm. some racial abuse and all that kind of stuff, yeah. But what we're going to say is we're not going to talk about that because we're going to talk about this because this is this is on Sky Sports and I mean we're going to kick up a fuss and we're mm-hmm. going to we want to walk off the pitch. For me, the problem was about. What I didn't like about this whole thing was like, all right, now you talk about Stoics Cops crying, what have you? Fair enough. But what I didn't like is that the manager of Bulgaria and everyone else is acting like it didn't ever happen. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I don't like. Like, if everyone can see it's happening, just say, all right, you know what? It's a problem. Yeah. It is something we need to do. Like, I feel like people need to actually just address things when they happen and not hide behind, oh, no, no, I didn't see it. Like, we can clearly hear it. You, for some reason, I don't know what it is, it's always addressed at Sterling, yeah? And I don't know if what that is about him. Like, it just seems that whether it's him playing at Chelsea, whether it's him playing at International, it always seems to be that it could be that, look, he's really good, people don't like it, so that's who they abuse. I don't know. But I was just a bit like, mm. I was taken back a bit because I was thinking, like, we can all know it's there. All you had to do was approach it. My thing is this. Say that it's a problem in society. You have it. Football shouldn't have to be the vehicle which we get rid of racism. That isn't football's fault. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so people in football shouldn't expect that if these things are happening outside, it means at some point they might happen inside. Yes, football want to put a stop to it. So what you do is you show United front and you say, look, we don't accept it. Do you know what I mean? But like to say it's not even happening is nonsense. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I saw that and as well I was like that's ridiculous because I could hear it through the TV. Yeah, and like, that's that. I mean, that was my thing. Like, I'm not saying like I said, I ain't a big Bulgarian in it. Like, I don't know what it's like in Bulgaria to be a black man in it. I'm sure it's not nice. Yeah, but I'm like I know that I can go to most places in Europe, and sometimes I get a little bit of that. Do you know what I mean? By heck, I've been to Essex and I've got the same kind of talk. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm. go to Essex on a night out. Certain man, when they've had a couple bites, they're gonna start chatting shit to you, isn't it? Yeah. What darky, all of that foolishness, and they're gonna they're gonna claim this banter, but you know that actually this is what their mind, what how their mind works. Yeah. But that's my thing is just call a spade a spade. But what I, another thing I didn't get yeah, was I the next day or yeah, it was the next day I got I saw a little pop up on my phone from BBC on Sky Sports. Saying that both Bulgaria and England have been charged. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't get that point. So, uh, <laughs> what did England get charged with? So this is what Bulgaria was charged with. They were charged with racist behaviour. They got four charges. One was racist behaviour. The second was throwing objects. The third one is disruption of a national anthem, and the fourth one was they showed replays during the game. Yeah, hmm. on their screen. So England's charges, they were. Disruption of a national anthem, and the second charge was they didn't bring enough stewards with them. Stewards? Why were they being stewards? So you know, like you must, I guess, where you have internationals, you bring some of your stewards that know some of your fans. If that kind of makes sense, so you okay. have your English steward dealing with the England fans, kind of almost, yeah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, even if that was the case, the next day. What UEFA needed to do was say, we don't tolerate what happened in Bulgaria. Not come out with, we're charging both of them. Yeah. Like, 
Uh, Even if you wanted to charge England, that's a separate conversation for a separate day. FA, look, you didn't bring this, boom, boom, boom. You didn't have to broadcast that the next day because now what that means is now on face value, you don't care about the issue. Mm -hmm. And UEFA have been told many a time they don't care about this issue. But you know, I just feel like that was a perfect opportunity for you to just take it, make your statement, make everyone believe that you are against it and call it a day. But instead, you want to bring up stuff like, oh, charges. Da, 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 da. So therefore, it just leaves everyone with that kind of sour taste in their mouth. Yeah. And that's what, that's what it was for me. I just felt that whole England-Bulgaria just left a bit of a sour taste in their mouth. And also, I think a lot of English pundits are a little bit shirty because they lost to the Czech Republic. And do you know what I mean if they beat Czech Republic, we've already qualified. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a lot of that as well. Do you know what I mean? See, and the secondly, they, they, see what what makes me laugh is that they, they talk about racism in, in the standard, that, but what about all the racist stuff that Tammy Abraham had to deal with with regards yeah. when he first when he people quickly forgot that that even happened. Yeah, this like, season. Is this season? It was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, okay, now he's in the England team. It's like, oh no, that didn't happen. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes to next because obviously go, international football is going to have a break until November. But so we'll see. I'm sure instances will come up, whether it be on social or whatever, because I think that's where it's heading now. Like, as, as dumb as the racists are, they, they, they're, they're smart enough to go into social media because they just think they can't be caught that way. Yeah, let's just become so, keyboard warriors. Everyone, that's yeah. what it is. Everyone becomes keyboard warriors. Mm. Open up, a, open up a little egg thing on Twitter. Tout as much racist nonsense as you want, and then the next day you be like, "No, but he's one of us." And it makes me go back. There was one time I went to watch Arsenal. I can't remember who we were playing. Yeah, and these times was a long time ago because man like Javinho was playing. Yeah, okay. And there was a guy maybe about three, four seats ahead of me, and then he was like, he was giving Javinho bare chip like all match. Like he's giving it. He's like, "Oh, fucking shit." He's da 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 da. They're like. He mentioned something about Fabregas and he goes, you Spanish something or he says something Spanish. Then there was another one and he mentioned again his nationality. And I'm not going to lie, I was waiting for him to turn around and say you black something. Yeah, because I was going to get, I was going to, I was going to lamp him one. Yeah. Because that's what's coming next. Right. He turned, and that's what I'm saying. He turned around, he saw, I looked at, I looked him dead in his eye. Like, I, I beg you to mm. just say the word. Yeah. Then, Javino got subbed off and he stood up and gave him a standing ovation. And I just thought, you know what it made me realise? That football fans are fucking fickle. Yeah? And then that's what I also realised about these kind of racists that are, that make these statements and make these kind of stuff at matches. They're very fickle. Most of the time, they don't believe anything what they're saying. It's just become their narrative. This is what they do. Then later mm-hmm. on, you know what I mean? I'll go to Chelsea, I'll shout all of this racist abuse, and then two twos later, we'll go to the pub and I'll drink with my mate Tyrone. Because yeah. Tyrone's different, he's one of us. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're going to do something, say it with chess. And that's my thing, but yeah, like, but again, I do believe this is probably for something that's going to go on and on and on and on. Yeah, it's it's never in there. So we'll, we'll. I just want to see where they, because slowly but surely they 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 um maneuvering themselves into into a one way street, really, where there's only one way to go. Yeah, and they don't even realize they're doing it. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna keep pushing you in this direction. And now, 
same rule has to apply to everybody. So yeah. let's see where you move next. And I think UEFA are trying to be as clever because they know that is coming. So they don't want to make, they don't want to go too hard too soon on, say, like Bulgaria because they know that, okay, said Club B will be like, yeah, well, I want to, to um, relegate Club A because of the racist chanting. Oh, we can't do that. Yes, you can. You There's a precedent step when you relegated um, Bulgaria. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And that's, yeah. and that's why they'll probably just stick to fines. Yeah. Because anything more opens the floodgates right. to a lot more fi- bigger financial problems that they, they wouldn't be able to handle. Yeah, I think... Like, yeah. Just imagine if Manchester United got found guilty of, of racist abuse and they were threatened with uh, relegation from the uh, Premier League down to League Two. They would, there will be an uproar of monumental status where it will be, nope, can't do this. This is Manchester United. This is the cornerstone of English football. This is the biggest club in English football. We can't have this. Yeah. Well, we can because you've legally we've done it before. So nah, I think they'll do. They the Premier League would do what them clubs do that get shot up. You know when there's an incident in a nightclub. All they do is the next day they turn around and call it a different name. And I generally believe that all of a sudden <laughs> the Premier League would just be rebranded again to whatever another name, which means, do you know what I mean? Man, that can play yeah. this thing. It, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I, 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 I doubt it would happen, but it'll be interesting to see when the argument can be brought to them. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. Or, now you've done this, yeah. that's, this is the precedent moving forward. It has to be the same for everything, right? Yeah. Or you go all out and you say, we found the culprit. And he's been banned from football forever, and he's been sentenced to 21 days in prison. Do you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff. I don't, I couldn't ever see them doing like big money moves. No, no. All right. Well, before we run out of time, let's, let's have a quick look at the weekend ahead. So it's, 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 it's another big week for, well, there's a few teams with, with a big week, but let's obviously Dell's still in hiding. Um, let's talk about Tottenham. They've got Watford at yeah. home. Now, Watford haven't won a game all season. Um, doesn't mean they, they're they not going to, but just at this current stage, they haven't won a game. Tottenham have lost two in a row. Um, obviously, was it two? No, three in a row. Is it three in a row? No, two in a row, because they lost against um, uh, Bayern Munich yeah. and Brighton. Yeah. Okay. I, Obviously, they need a win. Anything less than a win is probably not good enough. It's not. It's not good enough. But a draw is not not worse in the world. But because you need to stop a slide, you need to stop a slide asap. Preferably with a win. But if you can't do that, it has to be a a good performance draw if that's a possible thing. If they get lucky in the last minute with a goal, it, it's some way for you to start saying, right, okay, we've we stopped the we stopped the rock. Now we can build from this this platform here. Yeah. But losing to what for that home, I I don't even know if that's worse. I don't even know if we'll see Dale again. That's how bad a result that will be. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know if we'll see him again. I, 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 I think Tottenham got too much for Watford. Watford also have to win at some point. Exactly. Yeah, and to be honest, I, 
when they played Arsenal the other day, I thought this is the day, innit? Like, if anyone's going to allow them to win, it'll be us. Mm. And obviously, we drew with them. At home, well, I can't even say at home, Tottenham are too strong for them. But I think Tottenham probably have too much too much in them. By all, the problem is, this week especially, is a hard week just because it's returned from International Week. So, yeah. you haven't had all the man them playing football together, whatever. It's like you was with one country, he's man... This man's taken eight hours to come back on the flight. Everyone's at different starting positions. Yep. So if what for the clever, I don't know how many internationals they've got, they would try to use that to their advantage. Mm. Also, the fact that you ain't got, I mean, Spurs ain't got Larice. I, I I don't know much about this keeper. I don't know if he's any good. Like I remember, I know Vaughn, and I know Vaughn was a bit suspect at certain times. I don't know enough about this keeper. Well, he's going to be tested now. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's in there to win. He's got at least until January, February. They're saying yeah. that he's not coming. Let me say, come back to twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's it's weird because I've seen some 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 footage of him um, as I was doing my research for the for the week, and he, he's um, he hasn't got a cast on his arm, so he he just can't play. He can't have physical contact. Yeah, I think I think they said it was a it was just a dislocation. So I think he okay. just dislocated, not broke it. Right, so then that way, cool. So then that way, you know, it's just it's just a healing job. Yeah, yeah. just not, just tell his kids not to jump on his arm, um, and just keep it moving. That's all you got to do. But yeah, it's a big week for him. To be honest, if they're serious about them, I've said I've, I've said it to Dell in passing. Actually, I said they've got two games. If they don't win the next two games, which is um, Watford and the, I think the Champions League game on Tuesday, yeah, they can write they can write off this season altogether. And then, for me, I would say to them, they should just dis- destroy and rebuild. And when I mean destroy, I mean totally destroy. Yeah. I was, I was, I'm, not, I'm talking about they should think about selling Harry Kane for as much money as they can now. Um, getting rid of the Belgium and uh, well, the Ajax boys. Yeah. And starting afresh and taking your taking your medicine and just go right. We need to start again because we didn't cash in when we needed to in terms of building on. So the success this team had two years ago, two three years ago, and now they're suffering from the of the fact that they've just been there too long now, and they they now need to re- refresh the whole thing. And if they can't get themselves up for Watford at home and a Champions League game at home, I think it's a serious two games, two games at home, isn't it? There goes, oh, there goes the high roads. Yeah, Harry's <laughs> gone, man. Or I think it's is the game. Yeah, no, maybe it's not. No, no, no it's, the game's not. It's, it's awake because they played. By no, no, no. It's Tuesday. You're playing. It's playing at home. Playing at home. Is it? Yeah, yeah, you're playing at home. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Definitely so Tuesday. I'm not sure who you're playing, but you're playing at home. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, if they don't win those two games, kiss the season goodbye. If they do win it, they can then think about we can build up to do something big, girl, this year. Yeah. And it won't be just a case of finishing. Um, wherever fifth or wherever. Yeah. Speaking to Spurs fans, like I said, the only saving grace is there are other teams that are shitting on them, like Man United, and they're still in touch and distance from those teams above them, as bad as they've played. If that makes sense. So yeah. I think that is what Poch has got to keep on reminding the players. But that's not that bad. Yeah, he's also got to remind them that if it continues, it will be that bad. Yeah. Because it will yeah. be the point of no return. Yeah. So moving on, Arsenal, your boys, you got a game on Monday. Yeah, Monday, against... Sheffield United. 
That's a tricky game, because, not because of their quality, but just because I watched them against Liverpool. They were up for it, man. Yeah, she- uh, they were up for she- it. Sheffield United were a good team. They were a good team, and like they were what? No, it was Norwich in the second top goal scorers. They were, I, yeah, I think it's a good team. And again, it's going to be a Monday night. It's going to be cold. Yeah, it, I mean, it's rainy, wet. Yeah, it's not. It's not summer now. So now no. it's about. I mean, let's start getting gritty. It's about kahunas, man. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's let your balls hang. It's like this is. It's time to stand up and and know that yeah, sometimes gone. The three o'clock kickoffs have almost all gone. It'll be dark, um, windswept, rainy nights. Yeah. Can you handle it away from home when your fans are in a corner somewhere you can't really see them? There's a few out there. Yeah. That's that's where we're gonna see them separate the wheat from the yeah, turf. One hundred seven percent, and that's where it is. We've got, got to be less less. Let's get stuck in. Again, they've also got a game on Thursday. Like, I'm not 100% sure what's going on with the fixtures thing at the moment. Like, we've gone from doing Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. I'm slightly getting used to that. To now, Monday, Thursday. And I'm like, okay, why are we playing, like, twice in one week? Like, actual, like, if it makes sense. Like, obviously, the weekend is still part of the new week. But, you know, like, it's, it's, you've, in your head, it's a bit of a difference. But to play Monday, Thursday again, after you played Monday, Thursday... Two weeks ago, when we played United on the Monday, and then we played Europa on the Thursday, we're doing it again. So I'm thinking oh, it's a little bit iffy. I know you get a little Sky Sports mm. money, what have you, but the Thursday game is at home, so I guess that's a little bit better. But yeah, for me, it'll just be interesting. I think just try and be professional, just get a victory in it. I'm not expecting us to light up the Premier League this like I'm not expecting yeah. us to light up Sheffield United, not at all. I'm expecting to be a bit scrappy, a bit. I don't know, in my head, like the pitch is a bit shitty. Like, do you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Clearly, yeah. United, their pitch might be amazing. But in my head, that's the kind of game I envision us going to. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. I end again, mate. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for, for chiming in. No Give me problem. your two pence worth. No problems. But yeah, there is, there is that, the little bit of a derby. We didn't, we didn't speak about it on Sunday, which. I think he's going to pot now because I've heard man like Pogba and De Gea are out. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think we might have to pick them up next week because if it goes the way I think it's going to go, I don't think we're going to see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer much. Nah, longer. big, big real. And he, it's when he told you that Ole's at the wheel. That was the. It's like he's signed yeah. Jeffries. But I'll, I'll go back to our podcast from a few months ago. I said to people, if he doesn't start the season well. And he, and he has a bad run, he could be out of there before Christmas. In fact, I'm going to go back and, and, and rewind some of the, that, those statements because he, he just doesn't have it. And I, I'd never believed he has it. And right now, they can't afford to keep losing. Forgetting about they've got a plan, they've got a plan. It's all good having a plan, but you can't... If they get hammered by Liverpool, like 6 yeah. 5 nil. He's out of it. Yeah, 110%. And I, I, like I said, I was there. I was with you. I said Oli should not get a job. And mm. I was disappointed that they gave Oli the job when they gave him the job. And yeah. it, a year later, no, a year later, we'll be proven right. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Enjoy the weekend. All right, bro. Have a good Best one. Let's ease. And I'll speak to you soon, man. All right, G. All, All right, right, bye. And we're done for another week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week, providing you with the latest news in football. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back providing you with great content.